De ster van de stad, altijd dichtbij. RTV Maastricht. is the legendary Aretha Franklin singing a Say a Little Prayer. Um, you're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht, 107.5 FM. Um, I hope you enjoyed this little song. Um, it's, you know, a classic. Um, not only a beautiful song, but it does give us a hint to our next topic. Um, today we are talking about religion, specifically the Abrahamic religions, but also just, you know, 
just it, as an interesting topic. You know, we're going to talk about the fundamental differences and similarities between these religions, and also, you know, just how it can relate to student life. How you know, how how what is it like to be a student and still be tempted by religion? But yeah, to join us is and the person who planned this episode is Sarah. Hello, everybody. Yes, and we have um, three guests with us, as well as a guest who will be joining us on the phone later in our second hour. Um, but please introduce yourselves. Turk. I'm representing the Turkish mosque uh, in Maastricht. Wonderful. My name is John Dautzenberg, the Dean of Maastricht and the parish priest of several parishes here in Maastricht. <laughs> My name is Johan van der Walle. I'm a member of a Jewish community in Maastricht. Wonderful, wonderful. So I guess as an overarching question, I want to ask what kind of what role does religion play in our life and what can it what role can it play in people's lives in general? Shall we? To keep it simple and to count the minimum amount of numbers. We believe in just one unified God. However, it has been different very 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 early in the times of Abraham himself and his father, then we presumably lived, believed in more than one God. But now, since Abraham, we believe in one single God and nobody else. We have holy men, but these are men not gods, not deity, deities, not everything. They are just rabbis, prophets, what have you. They are people who are mortal, who were mortal. And we only have one God. The God that we have is creator, basically. It's the man who says to us, I created the world in six days. And every day I saw it was good. And then the seventh days, the seventh day, I took a rest. And I said it was good. I saw it was good. And from all these days, the first seven days in the beginning, all the mitzvot, all the commands on which we have to live, according to which we have to live are more or less derived. Also the seventh days, which implies the Shabbos, the day of rest command, absolute rest, no labor at all. So, but we we'll come back to that later. Yes. That's, yes, yes. I think, my answer to the first question. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Um, so what, I I I want to just yeah before we go into the next song like what does it mean what does it mean to be a part of a religion in the sense you know in terms of the devotion that it takes and you know th you you're gonna even our next song is going to be um I will follow him from Sister Act and I just want to like you know connect to that song by asking you know what does it really mean to follow God and you know you know just do everything right by whatever day by 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 Him yeah that's that's an interesting question indeed. Uh, there is a devotion, and actually when we look at Islam, the name itself has two meanings. It's peace, like salam, salam, that's yeah. in it, and there is also devotion in it. So you, 
give yourself completely to the Creator, to God. And we learn how to do that. And actually that, that, bit, that builds your whole life. So you know how to handle, you know how to get up in the morning, how to get to sleep, what you have to do in between. Your day is divided for the Muslims in five pieces. You have to pray five times a day. Mm -hmm. So you, you give your time and energy back to the Creator because actually He asks you to do something for Him back because He created you, He created the world. We can live in it, we can enjoy it. And He wants some something back. And that's, that's actually the devotion. If you choose to be a Muslim or one of the other religions, you have to learn how to do it and how to devote. So devotion looks like you are giving yourself, don't think anymore, but that's not the case. That, that's a start. You devote, devote yourself, you choose for it, but after that it starts. You have to learn how to do it, what to do, and actually you are really doing it. And that, that gives also a joy that you do something for somebody else. Actually, at the end, you do it for yourself. Oh. Thank you so much. That's interesting. Well, yeah. there's no, I think there's no basic difference between Islam and uh, Judaism. But I think that you can stress in Judaism the primary responsibility of the believer. Well, that means to say that he has to do, he has to comply with the will of God, but he has first to know how, what is the will of God. So he has to study Torah, yeah. okay. instruction. Torah, the word, the word Torah means Torah, instruction. Excuse that me, means the first five books uh, yes. of Moses. Excuse me, um, I don't mean to interrupt you, but we do have to go to another song right now. So okay. we, can, yes, we can continue the discussion <laughs> after the song. <laughs> I appreciate this though. Um, I'm excited about this conversation. It's going to be great. Thank you so much. <laughs> So we're listening to um, I Will Follow Him from the musical Sister Act, um, performed by Nolan and Band. Enjoy.
Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our show. I hope you enjoyed this song. And yeah, this energetic song anthematizes following him. So in that sense, basically God. But who are people actually following? And that's why I would like to ask Father John, who is God for you and for, let's say, the Catholics that you are representing? God is the father of all, the creator of all we see, and um, I agree with Johan, but um, I think the prophets were talking about Jesus, and Jesus came, and we will follow Jesus. So he is the light of the world, and um, he learned us to love each other with a lot of mercy, and uh, the Holy Ghost is uh, helping us to give these love, hand and feet. That's really lovely, but how does it differ in the Islam? Because I know Jesus does not play such a central role than it does for, for example, like for the Catholic people. So, Well, G Jesus plays a central role and he's a very important person as well in Islam. The, the only difference is um, the, the Islam teaches us that God is only one, that's also what Father mm -hmm. said. But um, he is the only one and he is the only creator. And uh, the one short surah in the Quran, what actually every Muslim knows on top of his head, uh, says in English, um, he, he is Allah, he is one. Allah is the eternal refugee. He neither be begets or is born, nor is, he, is there to him any equivalent. So we are not allowed to uh, make any equivalent of him. So there is no nothing that looks like him. There is nothing comparable to him. He has he is not born. So he has no father or mother. So and he has no children. So mm -hmm. the idea of Jesus being the child of God or God is the father and mm -hmm. uh, that that doesn't fit in Islam. That's the only difference. For the rest, there is a big uh, chapter in the Quran which is about actually Jesus and Maria. Mm -hmm. and how that story went. So it's, it's the biggest part. So Jesus is an important uh, part also in uh, Islam. Yeah, that's really interesting. Mr. Fanuel, how exactly, what would you say is the most fundamental difference when it comes to who is God for you, uh, if we compare, for example, the um, yeah, Judaism and Christianity? The main difference is to put it... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the right or in in, uh, in proper terms is that we have a single god we don't have any gods outside god so to say except god jesus is well known to us we know his name but we don't know who he is we see him as a mortal being as a human mortal being a rabbi actually a preacher man who was traveling the middle east as so many others were in his days in, around zero i mean i mean zero of the common mm -hmm. uh we are telling huh? mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah and 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 uh, there is no he was not the Messiah as he was for many other people. He had any religious or divine status. The Messiah is somebody, something, somewhat, that's what you can say, in our eyes, 
who has to come, who will come, a part of our belief system, but he is not here yet. Or better, we don't know, maybe he is here yet. Maybe he is giving us the possibility to be a Jew. But it is not, it is not true for us that is he is here, the Messiah is not, uh, is some, something who is going to manifest himself for us. And we don't know when and how. In the, the Jesus figure is well known because he was as presumed presumably a kinship of Ruth the Moabite and that's what is said in his story he was probably a son of David but we don't know but if I may cut in here for a sec um, just to maybe switch up the topic for a second don't knowing so where do you learn obviously we have the Bible and I know the Islam you are the, using the yeah. Quran but so just going on to the scriptures so how exactly would you say differ the holy scriptures so in that case for example the Quran how would you like change it up to uh, or like differ it between the others well, the, two? The, the, the Quran is uh, sent by God it's God's word Allah's yeah. word it's written down by people of course and the the prophet our prophet Muhammad he pronounced it he, he said what is in the Quran and people wrote it down at that that yeah moment itself so what there's there is there is a direct link between God and Muhammad the prophet and there is an angel in between who brings the the words it's, let's say the angel Gabriel so that's why what we know how it, how it came now it's a book that's written after after our prophet and we also believe in in the same belief is one of the pillars is also to believe in all the books that have been sent by god including torah and bible they are also sent by god but that was earlier and also sent by the uh, or preached by the prophets like jesus abraham moses and the, our prophet Muhammad is the, the last one. He's completing the prophecy, and he has brought the Quran, which is eternal, because there will be no prophet anymore and no book anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly the same book as it was written down by in the time of the prophet. That's well, I guess one can never learn enough about this topic. So I guess it's a continuous path of growing in your faith and especially as a person, let's say. So yeah, maybe with a little help of the Jackson 5, uh, everyone can learn their very own religious ABC tonight. So let's hear it from the Jackson 5.
Hello, hello. You're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. Um, so during this section, we're going to talk a little bit more about the rituals that are, you know, I think a very important part of religion. Um, so let's start with Islam. Um, right now it is Ramadan, actually. Um, I I know it's, yeah, it's Ramadan. So I know, so what, I, I know some, something about Ramadan. I know you're fasting um, from sun up to sundown, which means um, depending on which part of the year it can be quite difficult. And, but what really is Ramadan itself? Yeah, we are in the middle of Ramadan, uh, indeed. Uh, it's 10 days uh, past already. And what what does it hold? Actually, it's one of the five pillars of the Islam. Uh, the others are um, praying, going to Hajj, the, the Kaaba, uh, giving alms to uh, to poor. So part of your um, uh, uh, money, let's say, is for the poor, so you have to give them. And one month in a year, um, we are fasting in the month month of Ramadan. So actually, you should not say. Are you Ram? Are you doing Ramadan? Because Ramadan yes. is the name of the month. Ah, but okay. in the man, ma, in that month we do fasting. We we don't eat. When the sun comes comes up, we stop eating. And uh, if the sun goes down, uh, we start eating again. And also drinking actually. So you you are not allowed to have anything from outside, inside. You can have something outside, of course. <laughs> Otherwise, you will have a problem. Yes. Um, but the, the, that's the meaning of the, that's how Ramadan is, but there is a nice meet, meaning behind it. Actually, there are more, but I, I will mention two. One is that you learn how people who don't have food uh, feel, because you have money, you have food on the table, but you're not allowed to eat it. So somebody who walks by a restaurant, he's not, also not allowed to go grab it and eat it. And that feeling you only can feel if you really do it. That's one thing. And second thing is that you share the whole month of Ramadan. You share your food. You invite people. Um, you eat together. And yeah, it's actually every day is a feast. Wow, that is, I think, really, really, really beautiful, honestly. Um, and yeah, um, so... After hearing this, I want to hear more about um, now. I know about Easter. Easter, I know, is probably the most holy day in Christmas. Yeah. Yes, the most holy day for the Christian is uh, indeed uh, Easter. There's a resurrection of the Lord, and uh, and also uh, Christmas eh, is, is is coming here and is born. So the time before for preparation is Advent and Lent, and we're doing I think I think the same as in Ramadan, but. Um, it is not only these uh, periods in a year. I think um, every Sunday, the day of the Lord, we are coming together, break bread, and listen to the scriptures. And for me, as priest, I'm doing every day the same. So um, I don't want to leave without Eucharist uh, every day. And um, the Lord is saying, "Don't break your heart, um, or break your heart, and not your clothes. So, not do only uh, the things um, because you want to do this. You have to do it with your heart. So, um, what we are doing, uh, not drinking, or drinking, or eating, or fasting, or do it with your heart. I think it is very, very uh, important, and to do uh, to live very merciful to everybody. Wow, that's 
Again, I think that's one of the, one of the things I always loved about religion is how the meaning behind it is just so beautiful. And what about I want to know, understand more about Judaism as well. Um, yes. Sorry. <laughs> we have one single important feast just finished, and it's called Pesach. That's the feast of Easter, so mm -hmm. to say. But more or less. It celebrates actually the freeing of the Jewish people, which was not a people at the moment, which was not a, pe a people at the moment, actually, but the people, the, the, the B'nai Israel, and they, they, from the slavery, metaphorically expressed as Egypt. And then the, uh, the Jews passed Pesach, that means passing. Yes. Mm -hmm. We passed the river, uh, not the river Nile, the Red Sea, the, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the Yamsuf, the reed, the Sea of Reeds. Mm -hmm. And then we had to be very quick, so we have to eat unrisen bread, so called matzot, these flat breads. Unedible, absolutely unedible, but we have to do it for eight days. And we don't have to, we are not allowed to anything with, with yeast in it, such as bread, such as beer, such as whiskey, no, nothing of the kind. What we have to do, eat this bread, drink water, drink wine, su surprisingly, that's allowed. But we have to feast for one for this 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 feast of freeing for eight days mm -hmm. in the Netherlands or outside Israel, seven for uh, being in, in when in being in Israel, and if you are uh, celebrating it, then it is in fact a kind of a uh, what we call liberation theology, and. That's one very important feast. We are joining together and telling each other stories in the first eve on the Erev, uh, Erev, uh, what's, what, uh, Erev Pesach, and having a meal at midnight when the first day of Pesach is beginning, or in the middle of, in fact, of Pesach. And then we are having uh, the Tussendager, the uh, Yamim, uh, what's the word for it? Chol uh, Hamwet. No ordinary days, but we are not allowed to work, mm -hmm. more or less. And so that we always are reminded of the times of slavery. It's a kind of emancipation idea. The second important party. Uh, Yes, I have to quit. Okay. Yeah, we are. We do have, to, we do have a limited amount of time, unfortunately. Um, I have to talk. I talk too much. Yes. <laughs> Such men are dangerous. Shakespeare. <laughs> All right. In the next song, guys, um, you might have heard it, but uh, Justin Bieber had this beautiful song called "Holy." And now that we've had such a holy talk already, let's hear it from Justin Bieber. about sinners Don't think that I'll be a saint But I might go down to the river 
Cause the way that the sky opens up when we touch it It's making me say That the way you hold me, hold me, hold me We love in the night, gave me life, baby. I can't explain it. the way you hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me. Feel so holy, 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 holy. Oh, God. Running to the altar like a track star. Can't wait another second. Cause the way you hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me. Feel so holy. They say we're too young and. And the players say, don't go crushing Wise men say, fool's rushing But I don't know They say we're too young and The pimps and the players say, don't go crushing Wise men say, fool's rushing But I don't Welcome back. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this lovely song. But now, actually, we want to talk about a topic that is not so holy. Um, so we would like to hear about the things that make you not sleep at night. So basically about the sins and hell. Um, and yeah, so maybe um, we could start by talking about what does hell mean in your religion, maybe? Well, <clears throat> hell and heaven go together. And actually, I heard somebody preaching and he said, um, yes, in Islam, there is heaven and hell mentioned in the books, also in the, in the old books like the Bible and, and Torah. And it's also in the Quran and our prophet explained what those are. But he said there is no hell for people who really believe because actually if you don't believe or you do bad things then you are creating the hell for yourself you are 
you are asking actually God to create something for me because I want to go there. So basically, hell is like your own creation. So if you sin, it's necessarily your hell that you created, but not a place that's been well, made. Well, there is one creator, that's God, uh, that's Allah. He created because I am making sins. Otherwise, he will not create it. There is no hell created. Mm -hmm. A big hell and there is a place somebody should go there. That's not why God created it or will create it. Yeah. If everybody is good and everybody is doing what God wants us to do, then there is no hell. He should not create it because there is no, no one to go to or to put uh, in there. So the, the fundamental is we believe in heaven and hell. We believe in uh, the day after because it's mentioned in the Quran and it's a part of the Islam that there is a hereafter after, after that. That's really interesting. How about in Christianity? Um, hell is, of course, it's uh, it, basically it's like a um, eternal hellfire. They've been referring to it or so. But like, what does it really mean? Is it for eternity? Can we go back? Uh, so I think uh, dying is coming home. Yeah. So you are coming home, and uh, we believe also in a final judgment awaits uh, for us all, but measured in love, and. Um, um, I think we be believe that um, when you're going home, um, you're going into the light to love, to, to love God, and you are create with by your sins you are creating a distance to God. Mm -hmm. You're creating it by yourself. Eh? So uh, sins are creating distance. So if you uh, want to delete sins, you are creating a, a smaller distance to God. So if you die and you don't um, make things in order, eh, you would ask forgiveness, you don't do it, you create by yourself um, this distance. Mm -hmm. And I think that's hell. That's hell. This distance uh, from God. So if you're coming near to Him, you will be in heaven. That's heaven. That's be um, yeah, in peace. So peace actually you are saying the, the, the worst punishment, let's say, is being far and distant divorced from God. Or divorced of a lot of distance of your Creator, your Father. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. totally agree with that. But Saki, maybe for you a little question. So I know you're more, let's say, an agnostic person, not necessarily <laughs> believing in one specific religion. What do you think? How does afterlife look like for you then? Um, well, it's not really something that I necessarily think about very much. Um, for me, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't really belong to any specific religion, so I don't really know what I, I, I believe in, like, more so karma while you are here on Earth, and afterwards I really don't know what happens. I believe, I don't know, I think we can, in, some, in many ways we kind of just go back into the essence. Um, I don't know, I, whatever, whatever I believe in is definitely influenced a lot by a lot of um, African spiritual religions, um, traditional African religions, which were brought into the United States because of slavery. And um, a lot of that had to do with ancestor worship in some, in some ways. And so I just kind of we just believe in many ways we just kind of go back into whatever created us. So I don't really believe that there's necessarily a form of punishment per se or or necessarily a reward afterwards for good deeds. I don't, it's not something, it's also not, not really something I would really think about on a day-to-day -day basis or yeah, it's not something that weighs, that weighs in my mind at all actually. 
Well, thank you for your opinion, first of all. Let's hope that you will have many, many years before you will actually experience it. But um, how about in Judaism? What, what do you think about afterlife? Uh, there is absolutely uh, some kind of a uh, hell, if you mind to say it, at Gehenna. And it is not said that you are coming into hell because of your sins, because nobody knows what, sins, what the punishment for your sins will be. That you are sinning is of two kinds. Sins towards your member, member believers, or what's the word for, for your, for your for against man, breaking contracts, whatever, and sins towards God. We have the Ten Commandments. Five of them are between people. And the other five are between man and God. And there's one linking pin. Honor thy father and thy mother. Because they are, in fact, the transmitters of creation. And that is the fifth commandment, at least in my counting. <laughs> that's kind of different, but it is. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's very, very important to, to realize that, that everything, every sin, every mitzvot, every command, commandment, is derived to the story of the of the creation but also the trespassing of the mitzvot or not keeping to mitzvot is something to be punished and the idea of distance which is created by the sinner is an idea that is also more or less expressed in judaism they say you are leaving god or god leaves you he left us because mm -hmm. of our sins. And he has an active role in that in the texts of the Bible. But if you are li living according to the mitzvot, then there is a chance that the world might improve, that you can say the world gets peace, gets richness, gets parnasa, as it is called, welfare when you are living up to the norms of the mitzvot, and there are 613 of them, this is quite a lot. And then you have these, okay. <laughs> then you have these, I'm finished. <laughs> then you have the idea of tikkun olam, better improving the world. Uh, when I was in high school, I was actually friend, really good friends with a bunch of people who were Jewish, and we, I was actually part of a sort of a, an, 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 an kind of a club sort of called which was about learning about uh, basically Jewish culture. And so I, that's, that's something, that is a concept that is very familiar to me, actually. Tikkun olam, um, it's a concept that is actually very familiar to me. Yeah, um, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, I'm super curious, actually, what's going to happen after live, but you want to say something? No. Oh, no, no. okay. Yeah, so, um, but I think also, as Bill and has already said, heaven is a place on earth. So maybe we can create ourselves a little place, uh, heaven, also on our earth and during our life. So let's hear it, heaven on earth. Ooh, baby, do you know
Hello guys and welcome back. I hope you jammed as well as we did here in the studio to this beautiful song Heaven is a Place on Earth. We would like to round up this little theoretical discussion with talking about the main similarities. Um, I personally think that definitely love and peace is one of the most central fundaments in all religions, but maybe we can have a word on that um, also within with our guests in the group. So um, maybe, yeah, Father John, would you like to start maybe by saying like, what do you think is like the most central thing in your religion that you might find also in a different one too? Um, I think that you are giving your life, your, uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> giving your life to, uh, to God and to each other. So you are uh, serving God and serving other people. And uh, we have several symbols in our religion. So also a candle. He is giving light and warm. And but he is, uh, um, yeah, he is getting close. Uh, 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 yeah. He becomes smaller. smaller eh? yeah. But he becomes smaller, but giving light and warmth. So um, I think when you are lying, when you are living, you are alive. Eh? Uh, you get older, you are uh, uh, losing your, your power and you're, you're giving yourself, but you are serving other people. I think that's, and, and Jesus for us, the most important, together, he is one with God the Creator, the Holy Ghost, is three in one, and he is learning us to give ourselves, to, to serve God and serve each other. That's such a lovely concept. Mm -hmm. um, how about in the Islam? What is uh, what would you say about that topic? Um, I I mentioned earlier the name Islam itself. Uh, one of the meanings is uh, peace. So peace and peace is only not only the peace around you, but it starts. But that's how we learn it. Um, it starts within yourself. So you have to be in peace with yourself knowing what you are, you're human, uh, created by God, what does God want from you? And if you have your, your peace, your inner peace, you can also extend it and have peace with your surroundings, starting with your family closest, and then it, it grows and grows and it creates a society with uh, everybody having peace in itself and peace together. So then you have really peace on earth. That's beautiful. Um, how about um, for the Judaism community? Basically, Judaism is a... I don't know where you are. Basically, Judaism is a belief based on commandments. On, uh, it's a belief of geboden, as called in Dutch. That means to say that you have to study the geboden. That's the central commandment. Study Torah. But that is not enough because people have to relate to each other. And therefore we have the, the concept of chesed. That means friendliness to other people without, say, a definition. But the friendly, friendliness towards other people is very basic. It's an idea which is very, very explicit, explicitly defined in the book of Leviticus in the Torah two places <laughs> and uh, it is it is uh, an idea that you have to do three things to pray to God to come to near to God to study his mitzvot 
his commandments in order to understand what you are doing and to be conscious of what you are doing towards God. And the second thing is to, uh, to pray, to be kind, to be friendly and to do good works towards other people, your, your, your uh, co-people, what, I don't know the exact mm -hmm. word of it, and your made mensen. Yeah. That's the, that's uh, that is the main the third pillar, uh, if you want to call it a pillar, uh, in Judaism. So, the study, prayer, yeah. and good doing good works. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that is a beautiful, 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 and just brilliant idea, brilliant ideas in all of these religions, and a brilliant way to end the show right now. But um, yeah, so. Unfortunately, we are running out of time, um, but now we have to now we have to go to into our cultural agenda. Um, so, this continuing of the uh, boxes for the refugee project. Um, um, yeah, I'm about to celebrate in it's in, uh, um, in celebration of Ramadan. Um, it's by the refugee project, and yeah, they're collecting food and yeah, boxes of food. It's very good. Um, in addition to that, we also have new podcasts that are coming out uh, very soon. Um, one in conduct one in conjunction with the refugee project that will be released this Monday. And um, also we have Bella Bellissima's podcast, Queering the Podcast. Um, in addition to that, we also have um, this Friday, every Friday we have Mose Musica, um, which, yes, we um, have DJ Sets Joey playing on the air. It's going to be great. Um, this week it is going to be, um, I'm looking at now, it is Sam Strecker, a.k.a. Strecker, um, who is going to play a dark industrial mix on the air. Um, I don't know if he, well, not playing on the air, but he will, his music will be played on the air. Um, yes. Um, but yeah, you were, this concludes our show, Student for Student Radio Maastricht today. Um, yes, we're going to close out the show with the classic We Are Family from Philadelphia. Um, just to shout out my hometown. <laughs> but yeah, um, hope you all enjoy. Um, Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. We are going to be listening to We Are Family.
Hello everybody, you are listening to Student Radio Maastricht, uh, RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. You've just listened to Born to be Alive by Patrick Hernandez. And yeah, with me in the studio, first of all, I'm Sarah. Hi guys. And uh, with me is also my beautiful co-host and also my tech partner. Yes, hi, this is Aki. I'm just yeah, host and tech partner today. Um, it's a funny, it's a really interesting show for me um, as someone who is an agnostic. Um, so yeah. Yeah, so as you might have guessed from the first hour, this second hour will also be all about religion and uh, we will discuss a little bit about the student life and religion, the big questions in life, um, talk about sex before marriage, homosexuality, abortion, all these different kind of topics. And also we will interview a little bit Saki, why he chose not to believe in God or any specific religion. But yeah, before we're going to dive in right into the discussion, I would like to ask our guests to quickly say their name and what community you're representing. Mm. So maybe we can start with you again. My name is Osman Öztürk. I'm, I am from the Muslim uh, community in Maastricht and representing the Turkish mosque in Maastricht. I am John Dautzenberg, father of the uh, uh, students also and uh, uh, parish priest of St. Savas and other parishes here and dean of Maastricht. I'm Johan van der Wallen, member of a Jewish community in Maastricht. I'm representing the Jewish community of Limburg. Well, that's lovely. I'm really happy to have um, hear you here in the studio. And yeah, as you guys all have heard, probably, finally, the government has also announced to lift the curfew next week. Yay! And also open some bars and Yay. restaurants. <laughs> so we will finally have a little bit more of a normal life. But with a normal life, of course, we will experience maybe some more than usual temptations when it comes to student life. Um, parties might go back in uh, to our daily lives and we will have some more drinking and uh, yeah we will see where it goes but um, before we actually gonna throw ourselves back into the real life we should practice I think a little bit of dancing right what do you think Saki a bit of dancing in the studio oh I think it's a great idea I mean you know when there's good music sometimes all you can do is just dance so you also, when you're dancing you also need someone to dance with which is you know kind of goes into the title of the next song it is, wait, uh, sorry, small mistake, wrong song. Um, yes, this is the correct song, I Wanna Dance With Somebody by Whitney Houston. Hope y'all enjoy. Strikes upon the hour 
Zaki from Student Radio Maastricht. You're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. Um, the song you're listening to is the classic uh, I Wanna Dance With Somebody by Whitney Houston. Um, yeah, so as we, mentioned, as we mentioned before, we're talking today about religion, and right now we're talking specifically about student life as it relates to religion. Um, you know, because when you become a student, you suddenly, you know, you're on your own all of a sudden, and you have all these temptations that you now suddenly have, you know, suddenly have access to. So, does re- being religious mean that you can't really have fun anymore as a result of that? Personally, um, I'm a believer and I'm a student. And um, just for you guys' information, so I'm Catholic. And um, yeah, so I'm in my second year of studies. And obviously, there were certain temptations already, um, and there are probably more coming. But um, when people ask me, like, does it mean to have no fun anymore just because your religions? I can definitely say no. Um, because the reason why I chose also to believe in God is because he gives me so much for my life also that just makes me happy and that I don't want to miss out on so if this is sometimes the price I have to pay well it's not even a price it's something that I'm more than happy and willing to give because that's okay let's be honest like all these temptations they're sometimes not they're not all good I mean, like, they're not really good for your health sometimes. So it has a reason why. And I think that the greatest gift that God gave us was the free will. So we can decide what we want to do. 
we can use it for the good or for the bad. And I think one of the um, most important things that we as a student should always remember is that um, when we're talking about the temptation, which usually also resolves into a sin, we first have to categorize it. So what does actually a sin mean? So for me personally, you start with the object. So you start to analyze what what is the act that I'm doing right now? What is my attention behind it? And what are the circumstances? And um, that's basically the sin, right? To judge any human act that's done by our reasoning on Omar action, as Sister Agnes would say to reference her. But um, I think if you get this right and you feel good in your heart about it, and it doesn't mean that you can't go party anymore or drink. It's just setting your own boundaries without hurting yourself or anyone else. And um, I think that's that, that would be my answer to uh, definitely say no when it comes to having no fun. It's more about setting boundaries and feeling or not to result in a higher distance to God. Very interesting. Um, so... And I want to ask a short just question towards our guests. Like, what can, what recommend, what recommendations can you give students who who are a part of a religious group and you know they want to remain faithful while still being, but while also be able to have fun as a student and you know party like a student generally does. Um, yes. Uh, maybe how about you first? Yes. A good old, a good old Jewish advice for dealing with temptations for dealing with possible sins thereof i think there is a there are two basic concepts in the first place we know something as free will in judaism <laughs> there is something as the free will in judaism and that means that there is also a respons feeling of responsibility or the duty of responsibility for your own deeds. So, Sarah is quite, quite right when she says it's not about sin and soul and fun, but it's about boundaries. It's about, it's about what we are going to say to ourselves, or to hear and not far further. Something we have to learn anew, probably, because we have been two years now, say, in the grave. And that is not that is something to get used to, to freedom. You have to get you to learn freedom. That means that amidst what? In Judaism, the laws of Judaism are, can be a guide and instruction. Not all 613, of course. It can be an instruction to your future or near future life. That means to say, if about the specific things mentioned here on these papers, such as homosexuality and so on, skip that. That's your business. What I want to say is, uh, you have to be respectful to other people. You have not to endanger other people. So think of COVID. And you have to be uh, responsible towards yourself. You have to protect yourself, your life. That's all I can say now. I know, finger, you know. <laughs> no, that's great. And I totally agree with that. And also, I think that um, 
in all of our religions, I think we, I mean, we all have a scripture, right, that um, informs <coughs> us about the good and the bad things, that, how to live a faithful life, let's say. And um, therefore, I think we can also always orientate ourselves um, when it comes to making decisions. And um, we can pray about it, give it to God, and let Him also guide us a bit. But how, what would you um, say, maybe, um, what would you recommend me as a student to grow in faith or be, have a higher resilience, maybe? Um, first of all, you have to know yourself. So we have a, a nice saying that some uh, poet in the past, a Turkish poet, said, uh, knowing God is knowing yourself. So before you do something else, you have to know yourself. And actually, I, I experienced it myself. I was also a student in Enschede, and I also joined parties, and people drank there, but I'm Muslim, I don't drink. So from the beginning, I explained my colleague, my, my stu fellow students and my um, friends that what I am and what I do and what I don't do. And if you get respect, for that and actually you get it if you explain it because you are you and somebody else is somebody else there's no problem with it then the party gets more fun and you can enjoy it much better than uh, holding something back and doing what you are not so choice is important knowing yourself is important and what what religion actually br brings you is um you are really free. You know what you can do, you can know what you cannot do. And the religion gives you the choice, what just mentioned. You, you have the choice to do something or to do, not do something. And the, the, this is the nicest thing what I like about religion is, you can always go back to God. You know maybe He will punish you because you did bad thing, but you can go back. And the example is, if a, if a child does bad things, the mother gets angry, maybe slash or gives a wipe on the, on the, on the back of your... <laughs> but what does the child do? Remember that. He goes back to the mother and cries. That's but the mother did it. It's very important, very interesting. And I think and that's... That's like God. That's you can always go back to him. That's so important also to remember, especially as a student, because I mean, I would be a huge lie if I would say that I've never partied in my life and that I will never again go on a party because uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but um, obviously, it's about it's not about not partying anymore, or not drinking. Also, it's so more than just those kind of topics. But um, I think what you just said in the end, it's so important to remember that there is a certain um, fear of the law of the Lord that everyone has, but it, it doesn't. Fear doesn't mean that you're afraid of God. It just means that you respect Him, and that, for example, when you did something bad, um, and you know you did something bad, your mom knows you did something bad. The worst thing that a mom can do is be disappointed. Uh, like if a mom screams at you, you're just like, yeah, whatever. Like she will, she will get over you. But um, if she gets disappointed, I think that's a worse feeling that one child can have. And it's the same thing with God. So you just thrive to not disappoint him and um, the thing is even if you do sin and even if you choose the wrong path God is always there for you you can always go back and you can always ask for forgiveness and I think that's like one of the most beautiful things that there's in religion that there's someone that will always basically be there for you take care of you and will never leave you I guess yeah 
But um, with that being said, maybe um, we can all hope for a COVID-free future really soon. And um, just a con big congratulation to Israel, actually. They've been now since a couple of days mask-free um, because over half of the nation has got already the vaccination. So that's pretty amazing. They are already having back a normal life. So that's why we're going to listen to actually a Hebrew song right now, which is called Tel Aviv is me and you. And it's basically about Tel Aviv being a great party city with great people. And yeah, so check it out. And I hope you like it. Tel Aviv is an event It's the only way to leave Because there are no rooms that don't remember Music is an event It's the only way to leave Because it's not good to get rid of
Hello guys and welcome back to Student Radio Maastricht. You are listening here at RTV Maastricht 107. And um, yeah, we um gonna discuss now some, let's say, societal questions. So um, we would like to know a little bit more about what are the different religious beliefs and like standpoints when it comes to homosexuality and no sex before marriage. So maybe um, let's start with the um, Islamic community. What is your standpoint when it comes to homosexuality? Is that okay? What do you do with people that are homosexual and believe? Um, so, yeah. Well, f first of all, um, there is the, the belief that Islam, we cannot change it. Nobody can change it. And in Islam, it's, uh, there is the, the story about uh, Lut, the same story you, uh, the, all the others have in the Old Testament, where the first time homosexuality was uh, shown. And everybody knows what happened with that uh, community. So it's, it's not allowed in Islam. In, in, the, in the, the one divine God uh, belief, it's, it's not allowed. That's, that's one. Um, but also what I mentioned before, everybody has a choice. So you cannot push somebody to do something strictly. You can only give him a choice. You can do this, you can do that. Choose yourself, left or right. Be that or be that. That's, that's the other thing. But the most important thing in Islam is there is a huge uh, um, um, effort put in the family uh, question. So family is very important and uh, holy, you can say. So the men-women relation. And there is a big chunk of the Quran is about the laws between men and women and uh, about family. So I cannot go into detail because I'm not a lawmaker or somebody who learned these laws. So I cannot go into detail, but I know that Islam looks at uh, humans uh, as being family, men and women. Mm -hmm. and, and if you take these three together, yeah, homosexuality doesn't fit in there. I see. Okay. How about um, how is it uh, for the Judaism community? What do you think about homosexuality? Exactly the same. Okay. Exactly the same because you can say uh, homosexuality is something you have to accept because you have to accept you cannot change other people. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, the family life is very, very important and the procreation of people is very, very important. So homosexuality is not seen as a uh, as a uh, gift to mankind so to say but we accept homosexual behavior. so i would be allowed to marry if i'm uh, a homosexual girl for example would i be allowed to marry another woman in the synagogue no because there's no law okay. for for marrying homosexual people in orthodox Judaism, mm -hmm. in liberal Judaism, you know a kind of escape, a kind of law. It's called uh, about ahava, you know, of loving each other as creates say the same as uh, for homosexual people, but it's very very in the beginning, and experience mm -hmm. uh, experience has to be founded, and that is it is in fact homosexual behavior or homosexuality as such. Uh -huh. is accepted by most Jews because Jews are very willing to accept the freedom of people be, that's because of the past. 
We have been in the or Jewish people have been in the concentration camps mm -hmm. together and at the same place with people who were homosexuals and were treated as criminals by the Nazis in the same way. And therefore, most 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 Jews say this is not a taboo anymore. At least, of course, some people mm -hmm. believe in the other way, but for myself, it is accept them. Please. That's that's great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I would like to ask um, Father John, um, speaking for the Christian community. So the the Pope actually they just decided to not allow um, any homosexual uh, marriages in the Catholic Church. However, I know the Protestant community they do so. Mm -hmm. But what what exactly do you know anything? What was the reasoning behind it? Why do we say as Catholics no homosexuality in church? Like when we want to marry, it's not okay. So because uh, the sacrament of the uh, marriage is um, also uh, meant to become uh, children also. Eh? You mm -hmm. cannot exclude the, the fact that you want to receive children if it is possible. So if you uh, marry people, you um, say you, it is possible to receive children. So if, um, if you want to marry uh, uh, people of the same sex, um, you exclude uh, advance that there will be no children. But so what that if is I'm going to adopt? I, I mean, I can always adopt a child. I mean, there are also some couples um, not of the same sex that can't get any children. Yeah. They adopt them. So wouldn't that be a possibility to maneuver around it? If, if I may also ask a question. Yeah. Um, I also wonder what of people who are maybe past childbearing age or people who are infertile, should they also, because they are not going to be able to bear children, should they also not be allowed to marry? You mean when they are older, or yes, when they are yeah, older, yeah. or if they are also, yeah. or maybe someone who, maybe maybe let's like say a woman who has uh, potentially uh, what is it called? Um, fertility. Uh, uh, yeah, fertility, fertility. Exactly, exactly. Or if, like something like endometriosis or something like this. So and they, they receive a, a special permission to marry when they are older. But yeah. then why don't the homosexual people receive a special permission for it, for example? <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, they're like, that's the only thing. I mean, I am a believer, I'm also a Catholic, but some things, of course, from the Catholic Church, I still have to try to understand, especially with an open mindset. But um, yeah, I guess we should all leave it up into God's plan, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe uh, Drake can talk a little bit more about God's plan to us. So I want to say... No, 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 you, no, please, please begin, please begin, please begin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we can continue, we can, we can, we can okay, do this Okay, sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, So I think when we are talking about morality, uh, you, you don't have to forget why do you do some things and why do you don't do it. Eh? Uh, we were talking about a mother with her children and beating on, but when you receive a child, when, when, when a child is born, the parents have to go out of his bed eh, during the night and they don't will be uh, sad about it. Eh? Mm. And they are doing this because it is love. Eh? They are doing it because they know that's my child, that's my love. Eh? So you are doing things because you know what's the reason of this all. There's not only homosexual, all morality. Eh? So I think that the biggest uh, um, challenge for us, for us all, is to um, to discover what is the love of God. So how can we be touched by the love of our Creator and then we are able 
to answer this love. And I think it is not so difficult. Definitely not. Well, that, that, that's a good closing statement, actually. So now let's give it another try. God's Plan by Drake. Don't start no trouble with me Trying to keep it peaceful is a struggle for me Don't pull up at 6 a.m. to cuddle with me You know how I like it when you loving on me I don't wanna die for them to miss me Yes, I see the things that they wishing on me Hope I got some brothers that outlive me They gon' tell the story, shit was different with me God's plan, God's plan I hold back, sometimes I won't, yeah. I feel good, sometimes I don't, like, yeah. I finesse down Western Road, yeah, yeah. Might go down to G-O-D, yeah, yeah. I go hard on Southside G, yeah, yeah. I make sure that Northside heat. And still, bad things. It's a lot of bad things that they wish and wish and wish and wish and they wish and on me. She say, do you love me? I tell her only partly. I only love my bed and my mom. I'm sorry. 50 dub, I even got it tatted on me. 81, they'll bring the crashes to the party. And you know me. Turn the O2 into the O3, dog. Without 40, Ollie, there be no me. Imagine if I never met the broskis. God's plan. God's plan. I can't do this on my own. Someone watching this shit close, yeah, close. I've been me since Scarlet Road, ay, bro, ay. Might go down as G-O-D, yeah, wait. I go hard on Southside G, ay, wait. I make sure that Northside E, yeah. And still. Bad things, it's a lot of bad things that they wishing and wishing and wishing and wishing, they wishing on me, yeah. to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. You just listened to God's Plan by Drake. And we, as a matter of fact, are talking about religion. Um, and we actually have a, a special guest who is now on air. Um, please introduce yourself. Yes, hello. I'm Frederik. Uh, I'm a student worker for IFAS, an international uh, Christian student organization uh, working around the world. Uh, but I'm working in Maastricht with international students um, I'm a father of uh, a child, and I'm married with my wife. And um, so that's a little bit about myself. Okay. Oh, wow. That's um, thank you very much. Um, so I understand that Sara, you wanted to ask me some questions um, because I am um, agnostic. I don't really have a very specific um, 
belief system in that, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. So maybe let's start with the most basic question. Um, why did you decide not to believe in God? Well, for me, it wasn't so much of me deciding not to believe in God so much as not deciding to believe in God. Um, and so like, I mean, I, I, so like, I grew up around religion. Um, I grew up, my family was very Christian, um, as many black people in the United States are. Um, my great grandmother, I remember like growing up, she would actually um, very often, um, um, like for example, if it was, if it, if it was a thunderstorm, when there was a thunder, she would immediately have us turn off all the lights and on the television or anything would be off and we would just sit there and just listen to it because she believed that that was God speaking. Um, she went to church every Sunday and she was very, very much believing in that. But I also saw think of what she did and everything. And also, so I, so I was very close to that, but I just never really, you know, attached to that specifically as a belief system, I guess, more so knowing as I came older and knew more of the history behind Christianity and how it's been used most oft often to, uh, to, to often to oppress people, often in marginalized groups, um, particularly as a black person in the United States. I mean, like when during slavery, when we were brought here, we were deprived of the religions that we believed and that we believed in beforehand. And so, yeah. But yeah. So I was wondering, but I want to ask you, why do you think that people suffer? Well, that's a big question. That's a big theory C question. But I think. Um, well, the best answer again to that is um, that comes most naturally to me now, right now in mind, is that again, God gave us the free will, and we have to make it like we have to decide how we want to use it. And I think you have to um, difference, differentiate between the natural evil and like the dis so natural evil in a sense that, uh, for example, in nature, there's like the selective, like there's the selection. So for example, the lion eats, I don't know, a zebra or something. But um, then there's also the evil when it comes to, I'm, I'm doing right now this decision to um, kill someone, for example. And I think this is always coming from a place of hatred or so. Or like, I mean, that's like maybe because those people have a distance of God because they don't understand how to fully exploit. And I know that there are sometimes also, there are certain religious or certain movements in the past where they are still in the present, sadly, that saying we are killing for God. But I think that's, that's the wrong approach. And um, you should definitely differentiate on that. And I think that we will never have a final answer on that, but um, I guess just like, yeah, I guess accepting that you can use your free will to the better is I think a good start. But uh, another question to you maybe, um, do you follow like a moral code or something? Because we have the Bible or the Quran that gives us like guidelines, but what do you do? Well, I mean, I don't follow a very specific moral code. Um, I mean, I go really more so, much more so based on, you know, just things that I just know innately to be right and wrong, you know, like I don't, I, I, I have never read the Bible and plan on, plan on reading it at some point um, because it's just, I find it such a fascinating piece of literature, but I just never, I don't really think, I don't really use a specific moral code in order to think of what I think, of what is right or wrong. Um, yeah, I just don't really think, I don't really think about it in that sense. and. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't really. I like. I just know. For me, like, I know that killing a person, someone is wrong because killing someone is wrong. I know that. Do you think there's an objective uh, truth in in what is wrong and what is not wrong? Um, um, say, or is it just a general agreement, or um, how would you decide on it? Huh. I, I don't. I don't. I mean, 
I, I don't. I, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's very hard to say because I mean, there's also a lot, of, a lot of what society tells us. For example, you know, we know that it's wrong to kill someone, but then if you're in a war, you're expected to kill, to kill someone. So then, are you automatically sinning in that case? Um, and why, if so, when why are we living in a society that promotes these things? And we, if if this if this is a society that that proposes itself to be against sin in this case. And so that's that's that's, so that's the way I, that's the way I think about it is because you know I don't, I don't really think I think that so basically that's all I'm about to say that I think that morality in general is often very subjective as most things in life are. Okay. Yes, that yeah, that's that's the way I think about it. But I mean, I don't I don't know what what is your what is what is your what do you what, do you, what is your position on this and on I, because I don't I, it's something that I don't really think of, it's I don't really think about morality in a sense of having something specifically to tell me to do how was that for you and how was that how do you then navigate it particularly when this book when this is a book that has often been translated and translated so many different times and people insert their own perceptions of the world into this how is it then for you trying to decide how how to how do you then know figure out and interpret this to understand it as its work and what it means for you? Um, yeah, I think there um, are different things uh, when it's about the Bible, but I think for me a basic idea is that um, if there is a God, there is, a, there is also no, an no, objective uh, truth, an objective moral. Um, like God can say, this is good, this is bad, and uh, we have sometimes have to decide well, how do we deal with it. Um, and I think in a Western society as we live in now, I think it's, it's mostly based also on the, the Jewish and Christian um, ideas of, of good and wrong. Um, so I think that we are uh, inspired by, by those uh, ingredients. I think that really helped us to shape our culture uh, in love, I think, also good ways. Um, and for me, I think that the Bible, um, and I mostly also understand what the Bible is saying by when I look at the person of Jesus, how he's acting to other people, how he's loving people, and also how he's uh, summarizing the, the law of uh, Moses, the Torah, uh, like uh, love God above everything and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, I think that, that's really the basic where, um, where it's coming from. Uh, but I think that in the Bible you can find a lot of good laws which can really help us also as a society um, to, to live together and also to respect each other. Um, and I think... Yeah, I think for me, the personally, it's po the, the most positive thing is, is that God made the laws, and we can, um, they really help us to gr uh, grow and flourish as a human being. Oh. I think that's also the reason why we have laws. Oh. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, yeah, I really, so yeah, now is this time, unfortunately, to end our very brief conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time to um, speak with us today. Um, but yeah, um, for our audience, we are now moving on to our next song, which is by um, one of my favorite musicians, Sufjan Stevens, um, who is a, he is a very religious man, but he also creates very, 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 very good music. Um, and there's a song called Get Real, Get Right. Hope you all enjoy. <laughs> Saturday night, you sleep with the rifle at your 
Welcome back to Student Radio Maastricht. You're listening to RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed so far our discussion. We're sadly already coming closer and closer to the end. But um, before we're going to conclude this discussion, I would like to ask again our guest for one more final statement about what would you like to give the other people um, like on their way what what is your final message to the world um coming from your own community and your belief um so yeah maybe we can start again around the clock um or no actually that's sorry again with the islamic community so if you want to jump in that would be great okay last thing yeah there's a lot to say actually <laughs> there is no last let, let this be the beginning um yeah pe people are from the religion perspective are sent to earth to live and obey what God wa wants us to be actually and there he gave us a choice you have a free will you, ha you have the choice as a human and uh, yeah knowing that you have to know what to choose and the the Islam started with the, with the Quran the first thing that our Prophet told to the people is read read in the name of Allah so we have to read we have to understand we have to know and um, yeah and then after that you can choose and live according to, to that the, the 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 what is also important there is have respect to each other's choices because you cannot push somebody else to have the same choice as yours everybody can have or should have his own choice 
And if we respect our each other's choice, then we can live in harmony together, in freedom, nice society, actually everything that everybody really wants to see on this earth. So That's let's great. do it and have a nice society together. I love that. How about you, Father John, what would you yeah. say? Um, I want to say um, there's always hope, always, and the always future. So a heavenly future, but only in our own life. I know that a lot of students are uh, hopeless now, during COVID and during studies yeah. <laughs> and during pressure and during... There's always hope, don't forget. And um, I also agree with um, um, Osman. Um, respect. Respect is coming from the Latin word respicere. That means you take a little distance, look, and it will be like a like a mirror, come back. Eh? So you uh, take um, a little distance and you think about the other. And then you will give an answer of give uh, your judgment or like that. Eh? So I would say um, live with a lot of respect and also that love, mercy and mystery also, as well as faith and hope are the most important components for good life and that our religion knows them and was which strengths from them. So hope, love, mystery and mercy. Oh, that sounds lovely. And last but not least, we have the <laughs> Jewish community. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, for us as Jews, that we believe in the Torah, in the instruction of the, of the, of the eternal. And it is said that we have also hope if we, be, if we comply to the laws or the commandments. There's also another implicit conviction I have as a Jew. Man is good. Man is good and therefore there is a reason for me to be a pathological optimist. <laughs> and to, be, to remain a kind of, a kind of uh, to give to as a message. Please, we have COVID now, but it's not a plan. We will survive. <laughs> thank you so much. And I give the word back to Zaki. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming here. And I think that's a really way, really beautiful way to end the show. Um, I mean, I, as, a, as someone who's not religious, I was always surrounded by religion. And I always, one thing I always took from it was the fact that it was just, you know, your, the major things, the major points were all the same. Love, peace, community, you know, just making the world better, tukun olam, you know, repairing the world. And so... That's really, I think, is the really good way to end the show. Um, to our next song, Walking on Sunshine. But before that, we do have to have our cultural agenda. Um, so one thing that is new is that we knew have new changes to the COVID regulations, which I think is great. So as of the 28th of April, there will be no more curfew, which I think most students will be very, very, very happy about. Um, as an adult, re residents will be able to welcome up to two guests at home, um, an increase from the previous one guest. Um, restaurants and cafe terraces will, will be open again, which will be very happy. I'm very happy about that because that means I can work again. I am a dishwasher. Um, I can eat again. 
Exactly, exactly. Um, theory exams for attaining a driving, sailing, or flying license will be available again, and the maximum number of people attending a funeral will be increased, increased to 100. Um, and that's only the first step. Um, we're going to hear more about whether more things open on the 3rd of May. I'm very excited about that. Um, in addition to that, um, yeah, there we also have our podcasts, which you can listen to on our SoundCloud. We have one coming out this Monday from the Refugee Project. Um, it will be great. Please listen to it. Please listen in. Um, in addition to that, we also have uh, Queering the Perspective from Bella Bellissima. Um, yeah, it's going to, we have things coming out. Just listen to our things. Listen to our SoundCloud. Um, follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, at Studio Student Radio Maastricht. And yeah. And so to close the show, I really just want to thank our guests. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, RTV Maastricht, for hosting us. And yeah. And guys, no matter what you do, always walk on sunshine. Always walk on sunshine, <laughs> indeed. Have a great night.